Welcome to the Charlotte is Creative podcast. Today's show features hosts Tim Miner and Matt Olin speaking with actor Abby Corrigan immediately following the July 7th Creative Morning Charlotte event at Warehouse 242, where Abby spoke on the global theme of equality. At just 19 years old, Abby Corrigan is currently playing the lead role of Medium Allison in the Tony-winning Broadway musical Fun Home. Her resume also includes roles in A Chorus Line, Peter Pan, and Cabaret, as well as several other TV shows. A Charlotte native, Abby is a product of many of the cultural learning centers in town, such as Northwest School of the Arts and Children's Theater of Charlotte. In this podcast, Abby talks about how that upbringing in Charlotte's creative community shaped her into what she is today. She also talks about her creative process, school bullying, and how to think in the first, second, and third circle. Remember to RSVP to the next Creative Morning Charlotte event, Friday, August 4th at Warehouse 242, where Shakespeare in a Chair founder Mark Williams will be our speaker on the global theme of genius. Register for this free event by visiting charlotteiscreative.com at 9 a.m. Monday, July 31st. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Charlotte is Creative podcast. I am Tim Miner. And I am Matt Olin. And we are very, very excited to have Abby Corrigan here with us today. Just came off of an amazing creative morning. And, you know, we have so much to dive into today. We are not going to mince around with some kind of mamby-pamby intro. We're going to jump right into talking. So, Matt... Take it away. Let's get let's get right into Abby. So I, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about Abby. We'll do a little intro. No, I mean I'm talking Tiny. about like me talking about nothing of consequence. This oh, is a consequence. Right, 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 right. Okay. I have well, nothing to add to this conversation. Here's what I want to say about Abby. Um, first of all, thank you for being our speaker at Creative Mornings this morning. It was so fun. And um, yeah, like I feel like the city's so proud of you because you are out on the road showing your immense talent all over the country, and we're all back home going, yeah, she's ours. <laughs> you yeah. know, so and we got to sort of bask <laughs> in your glow this morning. Um, for those of you who don't know Abby, Abby Corrigan is uh, all of, are you 19? Is that right? Yeah, I turned 19 on tour. 19 years old, tour baby. Yep. And yeah. um, grew up right here in Charlotte, Charlotte native, and kind of, you know, grew up in the theater world here. Your mom and your dad were very involved in theater. Um, you and your, your twin sister, Emma, grew up here in Charlotte. You went to, you took lots of classes at Children's Theater of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. and um, you went to Northwest School of the Arts, and so um, so cool. And then, of course, you know you had your own um, theater, uh, what was it called here? It was a Treehouse, yes. Treehouse Acting Company to give young artists an opportun- more opportunities to play larger roles. Mm-hmm. So that's so cool. And then you won a Bloomy Award. Now you're cast in the national tour of Fun Home playing one of the leading roles, Medium Allison. My wife and I saw you um, last week. Just breathtaking, absolutely incredible. Thanks. And um, yeah, the, the tour has been going on for almost a year now, and it continues for a few, at least a few more months, right? Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. I so I that's my bungly, you know, introduction of Abby. But there's just so much to say about her. It's like so great. I, you know, I think Matt made an awesome point that we're we're trying hard to to. Uh, you know, promote the fact that Charlotte is creative, that there's an amazing creative community here. And you're kind of like, you know, Charlotte's emissary out there right now, <laughs> proving it, you know, and that's, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. Thank you guys. Did you know, did you know that Matt also worked at the Children's Theater of Charlotte? Matt, well, no. we both did. Well, we did together. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That must have been the summer of, um, it was, bet- it was between my freshman and sophomore year in college and your sophomore and junior year. I love right. it. Right. So it would have been like not the summer of 92 or yeah. something like so that. So did you, did, when you were there, was it the, still the old building? Oh yeah. I was there oh. in the old building and yes. I took classes with Jill's, Jill Blady in the oh, women's club yes. next door. Yeah. And there was oh, the, the scary club. room. Yeah. That's yeah. where you and I had a monologue so contest good. one time. We didn't did. Do that. Shut up. Yes. Yeah, in the women's the women's league or whatever. What, that the was. women's club. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. a white building yes. next door, and it was like I, if I could go back in there and just smell it, I would. just Jill has this back. hilarious story oh, that she tells. It's not. Jill. It's not hilarious. It's it's funny, but it's also sort of tragic, where yes, of she and some of the students, you may have been one of them, went and watched them knock the last wall down of the old children's theater, 
And so the wall comes down. I was actually just by coincidence passing by at the same time. So I saw the last wall come down. But then the construction worker walked up to the kids and said, show's over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is he like the villain oh from a Schwarzenegger yeah. movie? Yeah, Jesus. totally. And show's Jill, over, Ash, kids. Seriously, Abby, ask Jill about it. She tells the story hilariously. And they, oh, yeah, he actually sure came right up to the, to the fence and said, all right, kids, show's over. It's it's tragic and did, also. Did he have like a sidekick that came with the curtains down forever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But of course, as I, we all know, show's not over. I mean, it, the the Children's Theater of Charlotte is one of the the preeminent children's theaters in the country. Yeah, we are. We have it so lucky here to have um to have that theater company here we really in are. town. And so, but you know, I do miss that old, beautiful. Me too. I miss the mascot, squeaky, the creaky weird building. monster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember? It, w- it was what a theater. I mean, just there was just oh, so yeah. much history in that building. I, I like the funny stairs that, to go up at the top, yeah. and then there were like art everywhere, and then the monster would just be like dancing about. I mean, yeah. The lobby. Was, there were yeah. so many old props and pieces and costumes and things that the, oh, yeah. the building couldn't hold it all, and it just. I know exactly. Yeah, it, you, it's funny that you drove by. I deliberately stayed away Avoided from it. that part of town because yeah. I had left a piece of my. I mean, we, when we had that job, Matt, I don't even know how we fell into it, and we had keys to the building. So we, for that summer, we opened it in the morning, taught classes during the day, or did camp stuff, and then we built sets and we were in a show. Matt did tech. I was in the show. And then we had to lock it up at night and yeah. for a whole summer. Oh my gosh, so you guys were like really there. It was yeah, the best. I would do really summer camps every single year. And there. I took classes with Miss Andrea. Oh, yeah. Miss Nicia. Nicia Carla? All, was it yeah. Nicia? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, gosh, and Jen Band. Jen Band. We yep. were all there. I was in Alice in Wonderland. I was a Nat, and Emma was my other Nat. We were, oh my we were god! Nats. You were twin Nats. That's awesome. Twin Nats. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, so that summer, that summer that we we did a production of of Alice in Wonderland. I think that's, that's the staple show. I don't know. I don't think it was the, the same theater. one, but it was still. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, with, with the yeah, summer camp, you, it was like there were like 13 Alices. Like right, every time yeah. she walks out on stage, it's like <laughs> a different girl, and we're like, yes, it's summer camp. We get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, who was our Alice? It was Megan Lother. Yeah. No, it was Megan her sister. Lincoln? It was her sister. I'm so bad with with names. I'm yeah. great with faces. Well, I, I'm actually doing the math in my head, and and Abby wasn't born when we did that. <laughs> yeah, this is suddenly it's dawning it on us. It definitely wasn't you, unless you <laughs> you know have a flux capacitor and somehow went back in time and were in that show. So know. Abby came and spoke to us about on the our global theme of equality, and we love bringing you in to talk about equality because I think your way into that theme was such a so authentic and so unpredictable um, that. That's what we're always up, we're trying to do is pick people that have interesting ways into the theme. And so do you want, what we're going to do now is dive into the lightning round. Explain yes. why we do the lightning okay. round early. So rather than, you know, waiting until we've gotten all the substantive stuff Naturally. and then, and then finishing off with, you know, with dessert, we, we want to, we look at this as warming up. We're going to warm your brain up a little bit nice. with just some rapid fire questions. Oh <laughs> and uh, no, we'll, we'll be gentle. Oh we'll yeah. This gentle. first one is. Wait, wait, this is this one if you got to hit it out of the park. All right. Okay. So we're just going to dive in, do a little bit of... No pressure. Uh, right, no pressure. <laughs> do a little bit of lightning round, then we're, we'll, have okay. a, we'll have a few other okay. long-form questions there, there will be for some, you. Yeah, this is, these are the hollow calories. <laughs> okay. Yes, exactly. All right, here we go. Yes. What is your hometown? Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Complete this sentence. When I get back to Charlotte, my favorite thing to do is... Pet my dog. Love that answer. She's on it. See, she's a dog person. I do, like her already. Yes. Do you have any pre-show rituals or superstitions? I knock on wood, and I have a eye mask that I put over my eyes to have a like a virtual VR system, but like just for my mind, so for my imagination. So oh. I cover my eyes and I listen to music, and I pretend that I'm somewhere else. Wow. All right. What kind of what <laughs> music awesome. do you listen to? Everything, almost except for country. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listen to uh, mostly movie soundtracks, but then sometimes I listen to like uh, James Taylor. Because uh, it reminds me mm. of my dad. Oh, I love James nice. Taylor. Nice. All right. Wow. There's a lot. We could spend the rest of the podcast <laughs> on that one. We could. All right. What's the first character you remember? Actually, no, I'm changing this. Okay. Because Emma likes to cast plays, right? Yes. So what was the last character that she cast you as in a play? Oh, my. Oh, man. Ooh, you might have stumped her. I don't know. Uh, it was probably. What's a notable one that you remember um, being cast? Oh, oh, I am in the ensemble of Hamilton. She is Aaron Burr. Oh, of nice. course. But of course. I am in the ensemble. Aaron Burr, sir. <laughs> Emma, you got to take care of yourself first. You got to give yourself the plumb roll. <laughs> you punched the bursar? I know. It's like the She best. knows the whole thing. Oh I have videos gosh. of her. It's crazy. It's so good. Oh, I want to be Hercules Mulligan. Oh, oh, yeah. Personally. That's a badass character. Yeah, right. He's totally badass. All right. Have you ever watched a movie and thought, I could kill that yes. role? What was it? 
Uh, oh God. Uh, so many, so, so many, many, so many, so many. I could kill. Oh, oh my God. Oh, girl with a dragon tattoo. Mm. Uh, you, you, you absolutely would have killed that. I would love. To you do would that. destroy that when they reboot it. When they reboot it, for they'll the be third rebooting time. it about an hour. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can you eat before you perform? No. Uh, I can't eat a lot. I usually try to eat before. We have the weirdest eating schedule. All right, so, Abby, I am a twin as as well, as yes. you know. Let's see if twin telepathy works with other people. What am I thinking about right now? Tacos. Now I am thinking yeah, about now, tacos. Thanks a lot. Now I'm thinking about tacos. <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe it's not really telepathy. Maybe it's the power of suggestion. <laughs> Allie, is this a portable podcast? Can we go get tacos and finish the rest of the podcast? <laughs> okay. Like the theater professional that you are, I'd like you to give Matt some notes on his performance on this podcast thus far. Please. Oh, my God. You've just been so fantastic. Oh you remind God. me of my best friend, Matt. Yeah, really? It's crazy. It's so nuts. Like, I can see my friend Matt doing this right now. You are the best note giver ever. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> and also your performance on the piano, one of my favorite songs by Bruce. You know, I love that song. Just the waiting. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. For those of you who weren't in the audience, the Revelwood Mission allowed me to sit in and play The Way It Is, which is a song about equality. Yes. And one of my favorite songs, Bruce Hornsby, one of my favorite musicians. I've seen Fantastic. like 40 Bruce Hornsby concerts. So. He's the best. I'm bored in the wrong time period, I swear to God. Y I listen yeah. to all Your music from... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, revelation number two. Thanks, Did you Dad. know that Matt had a had a Bruce Hornsby cover band? <laughs> Shit. In college, I did. That's did. why you played that song. Oh, yeah. Southside Harbortown Way. Living, living the dream. That's, That's awesome. Right. Man, that was a dig deep. You dig deep on that one. I'm <laughs> I really a impressed. like a steel trap. So Abby, do you drink coffee? No, sometimes. It depends on the road. It's just I, I can't do it a lot because then I get headaches. How, how do you take your coffee if you do drink coffee? Black. Black. That's what I like to hear. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is this is kind of awkward to get into, but, oh, but hearing boy. that you're going to be on the podcast. Tim's um, going to make it awkward. Claire Danes texted us, and she told us that you stole something out of her trailer off the set of Homeland. Mm. Can you just tell, tell no, us what it was? No, I did not. Oh, my God. <laughs> if this is the time to come clean, Abby. I stole something from Claire she Danes' trailer? She wouldn't say what it was, but she's very upset, and she wants it back. So, Well, if it was anything... It probably would have been her talent. Mm. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, very talented, very talented actress. Yeah. She is unbelievable. Very talented. I want to be her when I grow up. What did what did I, I feel? Claire Danes didn't. I, I'm text asking. You. I'm asking. You, I'm. Me He's and, trying to trick you. Me and CD are we're we're tight. Oh, you guys are tight. We're tight like that from the time that they filmed a part of Homeland she, at the Bricks he, Home Office. I think Tim was trying to trick you into confessing if you ever if did I steal ever did. anything. She didn't crack. That's very good. From <laughs> You either didn't steal very anything good. or you're really good at covering <laughs> that up. Did, did <laughs> I would steal the, some part of her A lock of hair talent. while she's sleeping? I know, exactly. Yep. She's just, oh, she's so good. All right. Here endeth the lightning round. Oh, okay. Because oh, yes. we've okay. got some. Yeah, we got some other. Well, you know what? No, I've got one last one. Oh, okay. So I loved the part of your of your talk where you said that that um, re uh, referring to someone as different is a compliment, right? So now I say let's all compliment each other. Oh. So um, we'll go this way, Abby. You compliment. Uh, no, I'll compliment you, and we'll go. We'll go this yes, way. Yes. All right. All right, and I will have to take a picture of this, but I love the green toboggan that you have on right now. Thank you so much. It, it is, uh, you're, you're making an awesome fashion statement. So Thank you. Kudos to you. Thank you. I will, I will uh, piggyback off of that with uh, your camouflage pants are just so stellar this morning. Thank you. Courtesy of Tabor. I'm going to shout out Tabor <laughs> on Providence Road. <laughs> That's so, right. These pants brought to you by Tabor. This stylish That's Tabor, everyone. Brought to you by Tabor. Fantastic. It's not just anyone's camouflage. It's Tabor. These shirt and shoes are also from Tabor. I can't am even full, see your legs. I am full. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a floating I, torso. I can't even. I know. Yeah, exactly. You are. Where's your butt? You're not even sitting. <laughs> oh, well, in high school, they call me the buttless wonder. So. Oh, my like, God. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you're different for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. You're that is a compliment. Tim? I think. I'm going to compliment your... I am your, not the buttless wonder. I'm going to compliment your shirt, but I'm going to compliment your shirt on a, on a couple levels. Looks great on you, but you designed this shirt, and you're an incredible <laughs> designer. You're a really, really good designer, and I'm proud of you. Love you, man. Oh, I, I love you, too. Oh, a group hug. Yeah, I man, wish these microphones are in the way, but... Super sad. <laughs> Just push them off right. the table. It's uh, time for a bro hug. Okay. 
All right, I, I'm a feeling the love. manly embrace. All right, you ready? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, now that it's all just come completely it off the rails, the let's bring it on down. Oh yes, because oh, there's you. Who's you gave us a lot. All right, so where, where are we? Sure where are we starting? Uh, right. The one that says Matt. Okay, Abby. Oh. From one theater lover to another, this is not the lightning round, so feel free to just yeah, elaborate. This is, oh, cool. Take From one time. theater lover to another, what drew you and still draws you to the stage? Uh, I th I don't know. That's like, it's just hardcore pretend, which is my favorite thing in the world, and it mm. always has been. Like, being, like, you know, when I was little, I was always, wa I would, like, I remember watching The Miracle Worker and walking around as a blind and deaf person for, mm -hmm. like, weeks because mm -hmm. I was, like, obsessed with, the per like, because, because, you know, I, I, you know, feeling that connection, like, you feel like, you always are like, oh, that person, like, I feel that. Like, I felt that before, or I want to feel that. Yeah. And I've, I guess, I don't know, I've always had that, like, it feels good to feel things kind of feeling. Yeah. And that, like, endless, like, hope for pretend. And, like, and then, especially in professional theater, it's all, like, around you, and it's so real. Yeah. Which is insane. I would imagine that all the experience you had in Charlotte, at Children's Theater, at Northwest School of the Art, just, just help to nurture that love of pretend, that love of bringing imagination to life. God, that, that sounded like a GE commercial, but that's not what I meant it to sound <laughs> we like. We are going to get sued. Thanks, Yes, Matt. yeah, it's true. Okay, we'll let that part out. But, but those, those institutions, those longstanding institutions in Charlotte were played their own special role in sort of nurturing and stoking that inside oh, yeah. of you. And I think my parents played a, a huge part in that. And like, yeah. you know, like we, we had a Lion King birthday party. My mom made all the masks out of paper mache. I have one that literally bends and sits on my head. It's like the Nala mask. No way. And she made like Mufasa's She's mask. like Charlotte's own Julie Tamor. Seriously, that's exactly. I was like, mom, you got to make them just like Julie Tamor. And she was like, what? And she hired this guy and they designed them and like made oh them. We had this whole, there's a video of me singing Shadowland. Emma, it was Rafiki, naturally. It was it was a grand old time. Oh my so gosh! It's, it's it is a stellar home video. It yeah. is quite the exciting. Well, thing that's to see. that's amazing. By the way, have you ever had a chance to play the Miracle Worker? I auditioned uh, for it in Charlotte. Oh, um, I, to be the uh, teacher, but I was in Fun Home. Yeah, I produced a <laughs> a production of it in Charlotte. Really? About ten years ago. Oh, I don't wow. know if you saw the one with Hillary Swank at Charlotte Repertory Theater. Do you remember what? when Hillary Swank played? Was in Charlotte for like a month. She was playing the Miracle Worker at Charlotte. Shut Rep. up. Was yeah. she like so amazing? She was. She was. She uh, was really good. I love her in Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. That's another. That's one. That's another role you would. You would. I kill. would love to do that. Um. But anyway, you, you you would be amazing in that show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I. It's such a beautiful show. Yeah. It's just that's another one about like equality and seeing. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, finding yourself. Yeah. I think one of the things that you said that really just struck me. I'm going off script now. Oh man, he's but, going rogue. Tim's going no, rogue. I, I just think that uh, you know, you talking about your parents, parents that um, not only in, there's one thing for parents to encourage one to be, you know, you to be creative. It's another to participate in it. And I know that like Matt and on my end, my my mom, dad always wanted to be a cartoonist. So I grew up with just hundreds of books about how to cartoon. I mean, I was reading political cartoon books at. 10, you know, but anything I ever wanted to do, theater, singing, drawing, creative mornings. I mean, my parents were there today. Matt's parents were there today. That was so cool to see them. And, and they have, they have encouraged us. And so it's, I just think that makes all the difference is to have a parent that, you know, maybe in their mind, they're thinking, oh, well, this might not be a career. Like, you know, there's so few people that can make a career of it like you can, but that's not a reason to not encourage your kids to do it. I oh mean, yeah. It's just, it's so important to have parents that, that participate in that. Well, I mean, I think a lot, a lot of my friends who were at Northwest aren't even at in theater right now, but they are doing so well, I think because you have to have that creative outlet or you're just a dull little gray block on the ground. Yeah. Like, I mean, my, my parents, yeah, they were just, I think, I think that probably was a key into the passion because it was mm -hmm. like, I was passionate about being passionate and they were, would just feed that passion with costumes and, you know, uh, sets and books yeah. and scripts. That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I can even think about birthday parties. I mean, I remember I had a superhero birthday party when I was in first grade. My mom made all these costumes and takeaways and all this, you know, it's just got to do it. Yeah, like I did, I did, um, probably after Lion King, I, I mean, I had like mermaid birthday parties and such, just one would. Um, but I had like, a, I was so into Pirates of the Caribbean. 
And I like, we played the theme song, like the whole party. And I was just sword fighting with all my friends. <laughs> Do you want to come over to my house later and play Lego Wii? Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean, yes. which is one of my all-time favorite yes. games. They even Ugh. got the Lego walk down for Jack Sparrow. Oh, like Walks God. around like he's drunk. It's awesome. It's fantastic. You... We'll all do it. We'll I love that. Emma we'll have a weed party at my ones. house later. I don't think I can play against Emma because she's oh, no. a weed, weed level champ, right? She is. Like, she's got all the Lego stuff. She's got Lego Jurassic Park, Lego Lord of the Rings one. It's really oh, fun. Oh, man. I love that game is awesome. The Batman or the, or the cop ones, they have they make such smart aleck comments to each other. Like, you can push anyone out of a car and they're like, get out, it's police business. And you just, like, drive <laughs> down know, the road. It's, a, it's, it's so It good. is a British company that makes those games. I love so it. So they're just all infused with like, this very British sense of humor. I love it's it. It's awesome. But. Okay. We've just swerved into a, this is a uh, video game podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Weeville. We're going to talk. Okay. I'm going to stop with my announcer voice. Back to uh, kind of a related question. What is it, what's it like, or what was it like to grow up in Charlotte's creative community? And then what do, what do we as a community need to do more of to, to keep encouraging young Abby Corrigans and other, other artists, you know, what, what can the Charlotte community do to, to just, encourage that creative spirit more in, in students and, and folks that are coming up? Uh, I think, I, I mean, I, I was uh, lucky enough to literally be smack dab. In, like, I lived in Plaza Midwood, which is, like, cool part of town. So whoever lives in Plaza, woo, you guys are cool. Cool, shout out to Plaza Midwood. Yeah, yeah. Plaza, yeah shout out. Um, they're, like, super rad. But um, uh, so I ca- it was, like, sort of a bubble for me, I guess you could say. So I didn't really ever see the outside and, like, uh, uh, I, I wasn't, like, super subjected. To, I mean, I was I was bullied in uh, elementary school, but that was because I went to a, like we, we moved to Elizabeth in order mm-hmm. for us to get in there, um, in order for me and Emma to get in there because they had a better program for both of us. But anyway, uh, in high school, it was never really much of an issue. And I guess Northwest was such an outlet for me because I wore horns and capes to school when I was younger and like would just run around with a cape on. Yeah. It's it's a true story. Um, I had a cape as well. I feel really? like we're cape friends. Yes. We are cape my friends. mom made me a Batman cape that I wore pretty really? much constantly. Mine yeah. on the inside was orange, and then on the outside it was like with the sky on the back. It was Whoa. like nice. stars and the moon, and it shined, and it had a collar. And it had like, a collar. Oh, I didn't have I a collar. I made horns That's... out of clay, and I you put a headband through them, and then like they had little horns on your Whoa. head. Whoa. That's awesome. It was super intense. I need. We need photos. And Cape I believed buddies. in fairies until like eighth grade. Like You're saying fairies don't exist? They do exist. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. They do. <laughs> Man. Um, but anyway, like I think I think I mean that that was I was just that was like me hardcore believing. Yeah. Like my dad was always like, Abby, you gotta cut this out. Like people are gonna think you're weird. And I'm like, Dad, you don't understand. There's like Bryron, my imaginary friend right here. He's a griffin. You don't see him. <laughs> you don't see him? All right. But um I guess I don't know. I think I think the people sometimes get stale and people get um uninspired and I I guess me traveling has opened up my mind and I think traveling is important and you have to Mm -hmm. take being creative is hard sometimes and you have to take breaks from it like yes I love Bonhomme and I've been doing it for a while now and I think we are gifted with such a special show in the way that I I I can go on stage every night and do something new and different but I need I'm glad that I had this week to have a break to like recharge and I think that's something that uh also, you know, like our community, yes, like there, we have a very strong creative community here, but we also have a very huge contrast to that in this city. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, and in the political climate that we're at right now, it can be hard to sit and watch the news every single day and just feel like, what can I do with, what, like, what do I do? But there's a, you kind of have to take a break from that. And yeah. I think adventuring outward uh, to come back and, and bring something new and fresh, you can't do the same thing every day. I think that's something that... Uh, I learned is that you can't, even with acting technique, if I'm going to bring it to that, is you can't, at least for me, but I think especially for like teaching or uh, just sharing, you can't expect to get the best result yeah. by doing the same thing mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Well, let's bring it back to Fun Home for a second. You know, it is an amazing show, and the creator of the show, and of course, this is an autobiographical show. Mm. Is, is still very much alive and well and involved in the show, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, she's great. So you've got to know her. Yeah. Um, what's it like to to play a role that you're portray- essentially portraying someone who uh, who is alive and involved in the show? Because, um, you know, taking on a character is hard enough as it is. You have the additional, I'm going to call it burden for lack of a better word, but of putting on that that role 
in amidst the person who you're actually portraying. So maybe just talk about that for a moment, the challenges or joys of it. Uh, well, I mean, when I first met Allison, I just almost like cracked my pants. It was like so insane. She just like walked right up to me and I was like, oh, hi. Wow. <laughs> so great to meet you, Allison. It's me, Abby. What's yours? I was like, I don't know, <laughs> I like, I don't know what to do. Um, but I guess, I don't know, uh, Sam Gold, our director, has pointed Amazing us. Amazing director. He is just, a, oh, he's a gemstone. I have just, he's pointed us in just such a great direction with this show. I think we'd all be really lost without it, which is, you know, I think, I'm so glad people are going to do Fun Home now. Like it's, op- like it's open to the yeah, public exactly. to do. Yeah, exactly. It's it it's so it needs to be so specifically directed. Yeah. Um. But it's such a razor's edge is how we talk about it and how it's like we're never gonna get it right. I yeah. mean, with most with most shows, that's that's the case. But the the struggle to get there is what makes the show uh, beautiful and perfect. Yeah. I totally. Think. Totally. But um. Uh, I would say Sam always told me he was like, "This is Allison's interpretation of her life." Mm-hmm. And this is Lisa Crone and Janine DeSori's interpretation of Allison's interpretation. And this is Sam Gold's interpretation of their interpretation mm-hmm. of Allison's interpretation. So it has to be your interpretation. Yeah. He was like, you cannot, like, because when I got this, I was like watching videos of her and I read all the books she talked about in the book. Like I, I t- took note in the book of all the different books that she had read and uh, stuff like that. But anyway, um, he was like, you have to, in order for anyone to believe what you're saying on stage, you have to play it as the way that you would. Mm-hmm. Because you can't try to emulate another person. I feel like that's why people look at it. It's weird. It's almost like a little uh, trick yeah. that we play on the audience. Because people are like, oh, you and Kate and, and Carly or or Jaden, who's uh, Little Allison twice a week and Carly's uh, Little Allison six times a week, yep. are so alike. But we're just doing, we're saying things honestly and we're letting things happen to us. Yeah. And that's why people, I think, are like, oh, they're the same. But I, that's the reason why. Well, how amazing that Sam and that that team is giving you, in fact, encouraging you to take those creative liberties oh, with yeah. your role so that you can truly own it. And um, because that ownership does lead to the to the authenticity mm-hmm. part of it. So there is that a is dome amazing. we stay in, you know, because like yeah. sometimes I'll be like, freedom yeah, within a framework. Too far. As, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But My friend Tim would say, t- not this Tim, Tim McClary. A, a smarter Tim. No. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it, that does make, that makes sense because otherwise you're just doing a caricature. You know, you're just impersonating exactly. someone. Exactly. And, and there are some, I got, you know, you know, I mean, this, since it's my first professional job, I would get lost down those like, bunny holes every once in a while and Sam was always like Abby like your first choice was good yeah you just need to do what your your gut tells you to do yeah I I could see because fun home is such a dense text I mean there's so many you're right there's so many literary references it's all under there it's all under like we're all just saying regular words like I'm just talking it's so conversational and that's why you can't really pull a quote out of it right but everything is in there because we're just saying it like it is like it, does Bruce just want the scissors? I honestly think he just wants the scissors. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was asking Allison. But the fact that Robert plays it that way. Robert mm-hmm. says, can I have the scissors? Yeah. And that's it. There's yeah. no, you know, that's for the audience because they're watching and everyone's yeah. like, what's right. going on in other people's lives? I'm nosy. Yeah. Oh, that was a great scene. Oh my gosh. Right? so many questions I want to ask you. Anyway, we'll ask. We are on a podcast. I know, I know, but it's like I want to like just go deep into. I wonder what what if there were only a format where we could ask Abby more questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love talking about Fun Home. Honestly, it's like ask, ask if you've got those kind of questions are the ones I want to ask. Like people ask me, do the kids have school? Uh, And I'm like, yes, the kids have school. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I'm fascinated with, and and ever since I've read Fun Fun Home, have kind of gotten into is the Bechdel test, right? So it's yes. this, this is this test that's been um, traced back to Allison and it's basically looks at plays, movies, all media and says, okay, does it pass the test of their two female characters? Do the female characters speak, have a conversation with one another? And then are, is the conversation about something other than a man? Yes. All right. Correct. So looking at your career, because I mean, at, at 19, you've done a lot of stage, you've done a lot of TV how how would you say your career has matched up against the Bechdel test? And this is less about you cool and more question. about the roles that you're able to get. And then how do you feel about your prospects moving forward? Because, you know, the entertainment industry has to move move with the times a little bit more. Oh, yes. I mean, I've been, you know, always as an actor, you're always auditioning for everything. I think I, 
Uh, I mean, I don't have the ability to necessarily pick and choose what I do because, um, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm still down here. You right. know, I'm not Claire Danes, although I wish I was. <laughs> um, but I think lock of hair. I have. Um, I by the way think that someday we're going to ask Claire Danes what she stole out of your mm-hmm. trailer. Oh yeah, my I see god! That coming. <laughs> I see that coming too. <laughs> um, but like, I think that. I, I mean, I've always been a character actor ever since in high school, you know, I guess because I was very open to playing the roles that no, like I would be the old lady or like in it, like even when I was improving, I would just like be the old lady or like be the interesting or like a man or, uh, you know, a homeless person or the one with the weird leg or something like that, you know, but, um, I think a lot of the roles actually, like I was, I was the MC in cabaret before I was, uh, uh, this, uh, before I got fun home and that, that was a really interesting experience to play a man yeah. because, uh, the, the requirements to, if you cast a woman as the MC, she has to play it as a man, mm-hmm. not as a transgender, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is interesting, but it was interesting to really like in, encapsulate that, yeah. uh, that time period is so fragile mm-hmm. and, and just stunning. But, uh, and and I and I've played a lesbian before when I was younger. I was like a little butch lesbian yeah. in uh, Redneck Roots, independent film here in Charlotte, oh, North yeah. Carolina. Joanne Hawk directed it. Uh, super great. Um, I guess I don't know. Like uh, I definitely want to be in the projects that are like Fun Home, mm. the ones that do pass the Bechtel test. Right. I think that's important. But I also don't think we should push that political correctness. Mm-hmm. If something is meant to be, it should be. I feel like everyone's getting so angry all the time mm-hmm. about being politically correct. Yeah. It's like. If you're a good person and you're not trying to hurt anybody, then let's just chill. You know, yeah. let's just, if if there comes a time when, you know, if you're writing a love story, write a love story because that's what you want to say. It's not necessarily, I mean, there is a lot of pe- marginalized communities and a lot of uh, marginalized races, you know, are, um, and that is very poignant right now in our political climate. But that is, and that is important, yes. But I believe in my generation and I think that, and 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 yours too. Like I think yeah. we're gonna fix it. Yeah. But we can't push it. You know, yeah. it can't be an angry, I'm right, yeah. kind of a I, deal. I, I totally with creative warnings. I totally believe that. I mean, we've we have tried hard to. We the operative word we always use, and it sounds like you're going the same place as joy, right? There's an, there's there's enough that you can get upset about out in the world. Let's celebrate. It's the so stuff much and be easier to be angry. Right, it it's is. So easy it, you have to be, be intentional negative. these days, unfortunately, to try to have a positive yeah. view yeah. of the world. What I what I love about what you just said though is you're going to seek out roles that pass the Bechdel test, but but what you really said was that you transcend that in that you'll take, you, you want an interesting part and you'll look at it oh, yeah. from a, di- so does it matter? Man, I want to be a man. I want to be right. a dog. I want to be, oh, <laughs> I want to be in Planet of the Apes. I imitate those animals. I will be an ape around the house. I am not even kidding. I am so hyped about that. All right. Did you know, <laughs> wait, 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 wait this is, that. this is a good, I like this. Did you know that Tim Parati? <laughs> oh, I know Tim Parati. He dated world's, my mother. Did you know that he has one of the, the world's yes. best collections of Planet of the Apes Yes, I know. I have seen it. Oh, man. See, so you know who you can pal around with to do. You could have hardcore Planet of the Apes sessions oh, know, yeah. with his stuff. I've seen that collection, too, but I just want to rewind the tape for a second. Did you say he dated your mother? Yeah, he dated my mom. Really? Before my mom and my dad got together, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had God, no idea. Is, yeah. And I was always so hype about that. Like, whenever I'd go see the shows at Children's Theater, because, like, I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast, and he designed the whole oh, yeah. case and everything, and I was like... Tim like, Parati's amazing. He designed Parati. the Queen City Quiz Show set, He's which is awesome. our other project. And his wife, Kim Parati, was a speaker, one of our speakers yes. at Creative Mornings. I cannot wait to watch her. It, you got it, it. Is, it is. She was telling me about it. Incredible. She was yeah. telling me, like, because she was talking to me, she could tell I was kind of like, I just wanted to be alone for a hot minute. Because, like, she was like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like vulnerability PTSD for a hot minute. Because it's like you put yourself <laughs> out on stage and you tell something that's close to you and you just want to, like, I, I would ah. def yeah. You, you and Kim, I think of all the speakers we've had, and we've had people share some pretty personal information. Yeah, the two of you really, more than anybody, laid it out there. I mean, really shared every aspect of your mm-hmm. life. I mean, it was it's and what's kind of cool is that you both used a a theatricality to to relay that to mm-hmm. us, and I think that that that's just an interesting thing to note. Like, oh yeah, that's a vehicle to. 
to relay this personal vulnerable information to people. That's like I, such a, a good language yeah, for people yes. who are creative. I, I do think that that may, you know, when, when people struggle with, with saying, oh, I'm not creative, you know, or I, I, don't, I don't get involved with creativity. I think one of the barriers is that vulnerability. You know, people don't want to be that because to, to create something is to lay it out there for criticism, introspection, other people's visions, you know, yeah. other people's expectations. And that's a, that's a barrier for yeah. a lot of folks. Yeah. That was hard for me today. Like I, yeah. you know, telling, you know, I'm always a different person and I can translate it in my own mind. Like I can, I can be thinking anything when I'm Allison on stage, but like when you're saying literally what you're thinking, it's yeah. like, and your whole life story, like something that I haven't been able to talk about for like, Ever since I was five, my mom would try to talk to me about Emma and I would not, she told me I would just, ref, I would walk away. I did not want to talk about it. It's a it. different ball game. Yeah. yeah to it's be a up completely there. different thing. Well, let's, we have like a couple final questions for you. And, yeah. and the next one is about, about your twin sister, Emma. Hi. <laughs> Emma's in the studio <laughs> with us. Hi, She's not Emma. even listening. <laughs> so here's like, our question. Chilling. How has your, you talked a lot about your Special, special relationship with your twin sister, Emma, during your talk this morning. How has your relationship with Emma changed with you being on the road or has it changed with you being on the road? Um, I think it has changed because, uh, I don't know, there was, a, there was such a, there was a moment of, uh, you know, being on tour, I had to really grow up. Uh, and you know, because of my severe, I don't, I don't, I was actually speaking to someone about this, but I, I went into my anxiety disorder a bit, but I actually, yeah, I said that yeah, I had, you mentioned a, it. had a sleepover for like six years yeah. until I got this uh, at other people's houses other than like one person. Um, but, uh, so I think I, I really separated myself from my parents for a while. I mean, I would, I had a few anxiety attacks and I would cry and call them and I would, but the thing that I did was rather than like, I don't know, just repressing things. I guess I've been doing that my whole life. Like I said, I would just like, in order for Emma to be okay, I had to be okay. So I would repress it. Mm -hmm. And I felt, I feel like I would cry. Like I would cry for maybe two hours talking to my parents. And then I would have pushed past the feeling mm -hmm. rather than walked around it. And I mm -hmm. think that's how I kind of got past that. But anyway, um, Emma, uh, I kind of separated myself from them because I felt like I needed some time for me sure. to just kind of like figure my own self out because, mm -hmm. because of my anxiety, my mom did a lot for me and she was basically like my momager, even though I had a manager, like she was on my email, she was talking to my agent. She was always like always doing my schedule always. Right. And now I'm the one who does, like I cut her off from all of that, which was weird for her. She was like, what do I do yeah. with my life? But like, she's doing a lot better now, I think. But, uh, and I kind of got out of contact with Emma for a little bit, but um, I guess it's it's um, being home. I guess is uh, because now I've kind of I have a I I feel the the separate like I I I don't feel as reliant on my parents anymore, and I have that separation now. So I feel like I'm I'm more comfortable to uh, connect with yeah, her, them beautiful. again. Awesome. You know, one thing that. Um, just surprised me today, but I, I loved was how passionately you spoke about disconnecting from social media and, and seeking connection with people. So I guess my question would, for that would be, since you've distanced yourself from social media, do you feel more connected or less connected or connected in a different way with people in your life since you've backed away from it? Um, I definitely feel like I don't, I literally feel like I don't have a vignette around my eyes. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. Like, there's so much tunnel vision because literally in your life, you're only supposed to meet 100 people. Yeah. You're not supposed to meet so many people and and you're not supposed to process so much information. And what the phone does is it, I honestly, I can read better. I can write better. Like, writing this talk would have taken me five months probably mm -hmm. if I had been on. With those distractions, my yeah. Phone. Yeah. Because it's like, it was hard for me because uh, it was hard for me to write it because there was so much I couldn't remember mm -hmm. and I had to take time remembering uh, still, but you know, it's like, I, I have a better uh, attention span, I think. And I'm not, when I get bored or like when there's an awkward pause, it's not like I'm picking up my phone. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm sitting in the awkward pause. Mm -hmm. Like that's how people talk to each other a while ago. They would just sit in an awkward pause and there was like the same wavelength 
you know, yeah. I've been reading this book and it's called the second circle and it's for actors, but also for humans or that are uh, not actors, <laughs> um, non-acting humans. And she has basically, uh, categorized three circles of energy and how we should be living in the second circle. And most people live in first or third. First is like very like, uh, to be short, very like inward. And third is very like outward mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. And most people are a mix of the one or two, but second circle is like being alert and relaxed simultaneously and that is something that we've lost. Mm. We've lost the, you know, things aren't eating us anymore. So we've lost that uh, awareness yeah. of our surroundings. And this dilutes that. Yeah, I totally, I think, you know, it was brought home to me, you know, a lot of times my, my kids are the ones that hold up the mirror, right? And I had a particularly busy time at work like the last couple of weeks and have been living on the phone. And my daughter was it's talking hard. about the difference between being present and being present. You know, she's like, Dad, we really miss you. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I've been here. Yeah, but you haven't mm. been here. Yeah. You know, and that's it, it. I think there are so many people that are voluntarily living in that in that yeah. state. And I, th- I think the other thing that's interesting, too, because you brought up generations earlier, it's really easy for Gen Xers and, and boomers to, like, point the finger at millennials and Generation Z and say, oh, they're into their phones. But man, when I'm out looking, I see a whole lot more Generation Xers and boomers sucked into their oh, phone yeah. than the young. It's There's a meme of that. Yeah. There's a meme at the airport. It's like this generation with their phones. And it's all like people that are 84. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> and it's like, that's, it's, it's true. So true. And I think, you know, it's it's because it's easy. And I think everybody wants a quick fix. But I think, like I said in the talk, like we have to go back to the core of, who we are as as instinctual animals, I think, because there is no, like that's why there's so much anxiety in this country. Mm-hmm. There's so much depression and anxiety. And yes, there's people, you know, that have gone through traumatic experiences, which is a reason for anxiety. But like some people are like, I have anxiety and I don't know why. And there's so much, there's so much to process and there's so much, uh, we strive yeah. for touch and connection. And that is something that everyone is afraid of. So they sit comfortably. When in reality, in the long run, it's not comfortable. Mm. But no one looks the long run anymore. No. Do you feel like it's? Do you feel like you're a better actor or actress now that you're disconnected? Well, it's been. I or mean, how has it impacted you? Maybe that's a better way. I to put guess it. like uh, it. It has impacted me in the way that I feel like I am. I am really in this room and presently on the stage. Uh, and I mean, there's of course some nights that I'm not. Just with all of us, you know, you can't fully bring all of your emotion, everything. You know, that's what technique is for. But um, I feel like it's really uh, given me a way. I, I feel like I can really see people. I don't know. Like I see, I've, I've been real. I've always been a peacemaker and I've always been that kind of friend, mm. but I've always been someone I feel like I can, I feel like it's not like I have like a power or anything, but like, it almost feels like that. Like, cause I can, like me and my understudy, we've been reading the book, the second circle and be like, oh, she's first circle or she's, she's third circle. Or yeah. like, oh, I connected with this person on second circle. Like, I remember I was like super second circle one day and me and this dog had this moment where we didn't stop looking at each other and like <laughs> the owners pulling it away and we were just like, lock- it was this husky <laughs> and we like locked eyes and I was like, oh, I'm so second circle. This is rad. <laughs> but it's like that moment. It was, it was like those kinds I of see things. You, husky. It's like, exactly. I see you. <laughs> the animals, the animals are the ones, you know, like, you know, like when you watch the actors who like hardly say anything and it's mm. like so fascinating, like in, for example, like Leonardo DiCaprio and The Revenant, he mm. hardly says a word in that film. Yeah. But he is so, be- and also that because that movie is about survival, it's like the animalistic sense of like, I have to get through this. Yeah. And it comes from the core. Like it comes from instinct. It doesn't right. come from, it doesn't come from like, oh, I'm, I'm anxious and I'm angsty. But everyone has to go through that. It's like, it's not like I'm judging people for like, Having to be angsty, I was very angsty. <laughs> I did listen very, to my very angsty. my chemical I'm, romance. I'm so, I'm so angsty. I'm, I'm feeling a little angsty right, right now. I'm just feeling a little uh, angsty. Yeah, yeah. Little you know. Don't, so like, people yeah, go through no, it. Totally. You can't judge people for it. I think, and that's what second circle is also about: is yeah. like seeing other people's circles and saying, "I see that." I have to check that book out. You got to check it out. Yeah. It is so rad. I do yeah. have one more thing. You do have a power, though, Abby, because I watched people <laughs> in that room today. You do have you have an incredible gift to move people and to bring them yeah. close. I mean, we've we've now watched nineteen. You know, we've had I think eighteen or nineteen creative mornings. We've had some incredible individuals, and we've had some very moving mornings. But people were they were hanging on your every word, and they were feeling a lot of 
there were a lot of emotions going through that that audience today. Yeah, there was there was yeah, I could see the you know the gears moving. They were thinking, but there was a lot of feeling that went in on there, and that's a that's a special that is a power well, that is a special you. gift that you have. Thanks. Some um, Tim was actually Tim Parati was like, I was trying to tweet some quotes, but then you were talking and I couldn't get anything, and I was like, exactly. <laughs> there was a lot to share. No, you you actually, I'm I'm the social media guy for Creative <laughs> Mornings, and usually I'm pulling out quotes and put them. I just put my phone away because I couldn't. Yay! Up with you good. So you did it. You did I'm it. So you beat me. I was thinking you I could have just, bested like, me. Yes, bested you with my talking fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in uh, conclusion, oh yes, and we would not want this. We do not want this to end. But all good podcasts must end at some point. So here's here's our final question for you, Charlotte. Your hometown. This is where you were nurtured, where you grew up. Still home, really, for you. What is your advice do you have for Charlotte? Uh, what, what advice do you have for either Charlotte as a city or our creative scene or just the creative people of our, of our city? Um, Talk as fast as you want to. It really, whatever, whatever I was, feels <laughs> I would say, like, uh, I guess to... Uh, me and my friends do this thing when we get um, to restaurants and we all put our phones in the middle of the table mm-hmm. uh, and we just, like, talk to each other which I think is something uh, to do. I also think, uh, like I said before, a good way to go to the mountains, go to the beach, go somewhere where you can have a recharge session and don't be on your phone because you really don't need it. Like try putting it down for a week. Like honestly, I think I think technology is great for so many reasons. You know, like like especially like virtual reality. You know, it gives autistic people uh, a way to touch things, even though they're uncomfortable with it. Blah blah blah. You know, but like that kind of you know that yeah. kind of way. Technology is a great thing, and it's a great way to connect with people and and make sure everyone's all right. But I think that um, uh, so much more is not said and like felt, and like it's it's so easy to be on your phone and live in comfortable. Yeah, and it. And you have to try to be uncomfortable. And it might be scary. Like, I've had moments where it's, like, so scary to be, uh, you know, like, put yourself and be vulnerable and be out there and just be uncomfortable with, like, uh, speaking. But, like, you have to try. Like, you have to do it or else you're going to regret it. Like, there's so much. Like, like I was so scared. I went to this lake the other day. And, like, we couldn't have our phones because we were in the lake. Um, but, <laughs> like, there was this huge rope swing. Yeah. And my friend from, like, when I was little was, like, you got to do it. And I was like, I can't do this because I was afraid I was going to hurt everyone's myself. Everyone's doing it, man. I was going to hurt myself. It. Oh, it's of old course, school peer pressure, pressure as pressure, you know? phone peer pressure. Exactly. But I was so scared. But I was like, you know, I just have to like second circle this and like feel this this rope that I'm with and just like do this thing. And I did it. And I like did it like three, four times after that. Was it super fun? It was fantastic. And I won't forget it because it was like so invigorating. Can I tell you one story that you just triggered for me? Tell it, yes. And when I was probably... Um, maybe 10 years old, my brother and I went to this sort of summer camp with my family and they had a, a, a rope swing that you would swing over the water and drop in. Mm-hmm. And the, there were a lot of uh, water snakes that lived in, the, in, Ooh, this, yeah. in this lake. And when you would swing out over the water and look down, you would see the snakes down there and you would let go. Oh my and God. just before you hit the water, the snakes would dart away. It was so crazy, but for some reason, Whoa. at ten years old, we did it over and I over mean, again. That, that's that's as close that's as it gets crazy. to being Indiana Jones. Oh, oh yeah, it is. It was it was crazy. I'll that's never forget crazy. it. So but you just see stuff that. like that. Like yeah. that's there's stuff like that that you my my friend actually a few uh, um, a few weeks ago, like a month ago, was like hit by a car, and she's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, She's right here. Oh, <laughs> she's here. I can vouch for her fineness. Yes, she's, she's she's good. Totally fine. She is fine. It's all good. She's all fine. the limbs are working. But she told me like she when just she did a high was, kick. She told me when she was hit by the car, it was like so much flashed through her mind, and so many memories that she never thought she would ever remember came to mind. And it was like the moments. They're never wow. the moments that you record. They're always the moments. Like she told me about this one moment um, that um, was it okay if I. Um, uh, she, uh, she was with her, uh, she was close to her grand, her grandfather and it was with, it was just, they was just having this family day at the pool mm. and it like flashed through her mind wow. really quickly. But like that kind of stuff is the stuff you're going to remember. Like there's, there's moments from my childhood that I remember like that, that yeah. have no, it's not like my dad was like, you're going to do great things. You know, it was <laughs> just like, he picked me up out of the water because I was bit by a crab. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's, but there was a moment of second circle. There was a moment of we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Like, why do you think women get their periods at the same time? Like, how is that possible without Please wavelength? let me know. I live with three women and I, and I need to understand. How does it, like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to need to move out, I think, for that week. 
But it's crazy. You're not, I was making a mental. You're wait, not on how their is cycle? that a thing? Oh wait, is how this is that on? a thing if there is not a wavelength of yeah. body body connection, mind body connection? You Absolutely. know, that is the purest. You know, like that is like that's like making babies is what we're made to do. So it's like, how can that not? How can that not say that there is something else? I, you on. know, I think that that connects to Fun Home too, because some of oh, the, yeah. some of the memories that she shares in there are just inconsequential. That's why they're that's why they're poignant. Yeah. That's why the audience is so encapsulated yeah. and just like whoa, because that's the moments you remember. It's never the ones that are like, I'm going to give you the speed. secret of life. Exactly, it's never those. It's like the ones that are, you that happen, and then you know that's why she's like. Maybe that was him just like showing me that dead body, or maybe he really just did need the scissors. That's it. Yeah. He just asked me for the scissors because he couldn't reach him, or he was showing me something more. Uh, to bring it full circle, one of, you you said something that connects with uh, our speaker last month, Davida Galloway, challenged the audience with so many things, but one of them was mm-hmm. we all need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. And that's I love it. totally what you just said. And I mean, I, I think that's a theme and it's just, it's real. Yeah, it really is. And, and you have given us so many sort of moments with you this morning that we're super grateful for. So thank, thank you. you for being a part of the, our Creative Mornings event, for writing that amazing piece and, and sharing it with us on the stage this morning, for bringing uh, your, your sister Emma into our lives too. Thank you for being here, Emma. And um, we're, we're grateful for the time and we're also proud of you as a fellow creative charlatans so just keep doing what you're doing because you're killing it out there yes thank you guys you guys have been so great thanks it's been awesome yes we got through that's another episode of the charlotte's creative podcast in the record books in the the record that's a super it's in the record it's in the record in in the basement with all the files that's right don't (laughs) tell anyone about the keeper of the book will now take the podcast national treasure it's on the back of the declaration of independence (laughs) yes exactly nicholas cage yes if you fold a if you fold a 50 dollar bill thus you will find the podcast (laughs) that's right that's right Uh, it's locked in a vault squeeze lemon juice on the back (laughs) of the declaration (laughs) right right and you will see abby corrigan's speech yeah that's exactly and that Matt. just says everything comes back to a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Boom, right there. One of my favorite life. ones, too. I love American Treasure. Oh, so good. What so did good. I say? Except it's called uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Oh, na- did I? How what could did I you say? do this? American Treasure? Uh, it's, oh it's, a, it's so ashamed. American, <laughs> it's, it's the sequel. They, they merged franchises, and American Graffiti and National Treasure got together. Yeah. Yes. And That's it's about it Opie going to try to steal yes. the Constitution. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes, but I'm gonna go the back to key that. is lemon juice. That is, it, 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 the key is always lemon juice. So. Yes. All right. Here's to you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Abby. you, guys. Okay. See you later. Thanks again to actor Abby Corrigan for speaking with us, and thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Charlotte is Creative podcast. Let us know what you think by tweeting us at CM underscore CLT and using the Charlotte is Creative hashtag. Remember to mark your calendars for Friday, August 4th at 8.30 a.m. at Warehouse 242, 2307 Wilkinson Boulevard, where Shakespeare in a Chair founder Mark Williams will speak on the global theme of genius. For more from Charlotte is Creative, check out charlotteiscreative.com.